Welcome to the Stranger Still podcast. I'm Miles. I'm Kathleen. We are re-watching every episode of Stranger Things ahead of the May and July two-part releases of season four. It's been three whole years, so let's catch up together. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at StrangerStill22. Yeah, and subscribe, like, review us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. But don't follow us on Facebook. But not Facebook. You can't. Uh, <laughs> all right. Like Bardo the Clown. Let's put our fat white glove on the shoulder of this episode <laughs> and offer it a balloon. Season two, chapter three, the Pollywog. Oh, God, that's such a like creepy visual right there. Well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. We so we start chapter three right where we left off yeah. on chapter two. Yep. So Dustin has found a creature in the garbage can and um, he br- sneaks it inside past his mom trying to convince her that, the, you know, what's hidden in the in the Ghostbusters trap convinces her that he's just rigged it to be like a real trap. And uh, mm-hmm. he puts it into the tank with Yertle the turtle, gets evicted. Yeah, I know. And uh, puts it in there and um, starts learning about it. Yeah. And you, you love the moment with Dustin and his mom, how they have that shared like... <laughs> 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 they just and have that. Just you see, there's a little weird, quirkiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dustin gets it from somewhere, right? Um, and he gets it from his mom. Yeah. I love Dustin's selfless nature that is shown in the fact that he offers a Three Musketeers bar to. The creature that he names Dart. Which we find out in the last episode that Three Musketeer bars are his favorite. They're near and dear to him. So he could have taken a candy that maybe, you know, wasn't as good to him. What does it matter? But he gives the creature some of his favorite candy, the nougat. He would swim in nougat. He did a bowl of just nougat. (laughs) By the way, I am on team Lucas, Mike, and Will Three Musketeers oh, are disgusting. Yeah. No, I, I'm 100% behind you on this. I do not like Three Musketeers. I think they are the garbage of candy bars. We are aligned. <laughs> now, the reason I bring that up is, what what was the name? D-Artan- D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan. What's that from? I don't know. Three Musketeers. Uh, the novel. So okay, D- so when he yeah. says that, I know it has something to do with Three Musketeers, but I have mm-hmm. no idea what. Yeah, apparently D'Artagnan know. is he's not one of the Musketeers. Mm-hmm. He's like the character who they take on. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not gonna pretend to know. Things <laughs> you learn about the things you don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's finding out things about this creature. This is all in the opening scene. We're learning lots. Of course, we know that this creature is from the upside down, but he... Because it does the, it does the unearthly scream right before we go to the credits. <laughs> zooming in yep. on it. Goes, uh, yeah. He's learning it has an aversion to light, which we know is because it's from mm-hmm. the upside down. It really likes three muscles tear bars but yep dustin falls asleep and you see something wriggling underneath its skin it does the scream thing (laughs) and cut and credits and beginning credits (laughs) (laughs) all right there's a lot to get to in this episode so we're we're at that part of the season where we're gonna have to start splitting into sections you know because we've got multiple different through lines with groups of characters who aren't gonna see each other yes so let's visit uh, let's visit steve and nancy so They did not 
apart on very good terms it's last episode, bullshit. last chapter. It's all bullshit. Nancy's drunk. She's acting drunk. So Nancy interrupts Steve while he's playing basketball with Billy, who's taking over the school. Yeah. What? What is Billy... Hey, I heard you were the King Steve, they called you, but then you turned bitch. That, is that <laughs> a phrase? Asshole. Why, you turned bitch? You turned what does that mean? Bitch. I don't know, <laughs> but we mean? should start using it. I, I'm going to. <laughs> don't you, you just to make sure you don't use them on your wife. No, I certainly won't. <laughs> so, so Nancy um, interrupts him while he's playing basketball. Where were you? Didn't pick me up for school. I missed first period. She does not at all remember that Jonathan drove her home. Steve is a. Uh, recounts the whole conversation that they had, um, how he uh, was trying to get her to not drink anymore. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she was calling bullshit on everything. And, um, you know, he asks her to prove that she still loves him because she was saying that their love is bullshit last night Mm -hmm. and she does not do it. Yeah. And she's mad at him for believing her last night and not believing her now. So the two opposite things, Steve's in Mm -hmm. quite the pickle. I know. Poor Steve. I feel bad for Steve. How dare you not assume that I was lying yesterday and not trust my pure word as truth today? Even though I still won't admit it. (laughs) Yeah. There's some some signs here. And and to her credit, she does recognize that herself. When she starts talking to Jonathan, she goes, maybe maybe I was telling the truth. Maybe it is all bullshit. Yep. So, So she then goes to talk to Jonathan and they start confiding in each other. That that yeah. bond is growing stronger. Yeah, Barb never came home. Will's not the same. You know, they're yeah. they're bonding on that. They have that connection, and it's just bringing them closer and closer and closer. But through this conversation, Nancy has this revelation. We don't know what it is yet. I mean, we're rewatching, so we do. We do but yeah. um, so. She, they go to Radio Shack, they get a Walkman, and then Nancy calls Barb's mom and tells her she wants to talk about the bar- night Barb disappeared, but yeah. she can't say it over the phone. And and then you see the government's listening to her conversation, the, the people from the Department, Department of, of Energy. Energy. All people on the payroll, uh, unexplained. <laughs> Going back to that account. Hundreds accountant. of people <laughs> listening to calls. I'm just saying, they all clock out for lunch, something, anyway. And so, I I mean, I don't remember exactly, exactly how this timeline goes, um, but she, she, so she knows that they're listening to the phone call then, right? Yeah, I think she's doing that on purpose. We'll, so, we'll, we'll see in the future episodes. Yeah, so, I, yeah, so we don't, like, what is she doing with the Walkman? We don't know yet. We're going to see in future episodes. <sighs> I want to know now. (laughs) She she says, doesn't it make you mad? And since she tells Jonathan she's going to skip fourth period and they're going to go do this. I'd just like to point out that apparently Nancy only went to second and third period because she missed first period. Um, She admits that to Steve. Nancy, you got to go to school. How do you expect her to pass your classes, Nancy? (laughs) You've got to be lowering that GPA. All right, yeah, let's go, let's go to Hopper and the lab. They have a little scene there where Hopper talks to Dr. Mm, Owens. Yep, so he sees that, so Hopper sees that the rot is spreading and he brings it to Dr. Owens saying, look, you guys are not taking care of this. What's going on? Uh, and Owens is just, oh, nothing to worry about, but Hopper stands his ground. Mm-hmm. I am keeping up my end of the bargain here by not telling anybody. And your end of the bargain was to keep your shit together. Yeah. You take care of this. And Owens. Keep it out of my 
city. Yeah, and Owens kind of, you know, like Nancy, does kind of admit, yeah, maybe there's some truth to that. Uh, maybe we do need to. He doesn't really admit. He just well, says, fine, we'll do this to appease you, but. Well, I mean, he he does it. At first, he says, you don't give us orders. That's not how it works. Yeah. So he's, he's a clear no, and then he actually comes back to it to a, yeah, a maybe, and then he goes to a yes. lays down the law. Yeah. Uh, Joyce is all, all around. She's having lunch with Bob and Bob says, uh, you know, Hey, there's, you know, there's some bullying going on on the, on the VHS C tape. Yep, he, he saw the trick or treat video and the bullies happening. Joyce of course is in an uproar. Yeah. Joyce. So Joyce puts in the video after <laughs> using Bob as tech support and just hanging up on him. <laughs> Horrifying. And you know, that's still like, so, I mean, that's how I am with you. I mean, you are always having to fix my technical difficulties. I don't know what this is called. But you don't hang you up take on care me. Of this. You don't hang up on no, me without true. saying thank you that's at all. True. And this this episode, we really kind of come to to, loot, to to love Bob a little bit more. I, I liked Such his speech while they're eating lunch. And he's like, you know, I never understood... But you know, if you're if you don't stand up for yourself, they just shove your nose in it more. And I don't yeah. understand why they do that. Poor Bob. You know, it's not it's not Sean Astin's best speech of his career. His best one is, of course, <laughs> that there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo. And it's worth fighting for. But see, it's a, it is up there. You see, you always seem to find some way to bring in either Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, Stranger Things pays a debt, at least to Star Wars, quite often. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So Joyce puts on the video and she pauses it and she sees the thing. Is it? My how does she? How does she make all this connection? Well, I mean, she remembers she's already on high alert because of the visions, you know, that Will is seeing, the sight that Will is seeing into the upside down. So. She's already on high alert. Anything that deviates from normalcy is stuck in her brain. And she saw that drawing that he did. And so as she's watching this video and she sees it kind of glitch out, she thinks she sees something and then she pauses and she sees the shape. Of course, she's going to, you know, relate it to what she's already seen, yeah. which was that drawing that Will did in last episode. Exactly. That's that's my answer as well. Joyce's extreme. You're going to take credit for that no, one. No, 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 no. I, I have that down. <laughs> Joyce's extreme and just downright frantic paranoia. When she first sees that that Quran drawing that Will is doing in chapter one, she thinks to herself, that's real. That mm -hmm. is a real thing that's coming after my son. Well, she has <laughs> been in the upside down. Exactly. She knows. Exactly. So she is actually kind of looking for it. Mm -hmm. And when, mm -hmm. when she's on the on the tape and she sees it and she starts doing it, she's not just like randomly coming to this discovery. Her paranoia and just absolute thinking the worst at all times that there is a supernatural being coming after Will helps drive this plot forward quite nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do... I do agree with you on that one. Yeah. All right. Eleven is we're going through flashbacks with Eleven and Hopper. We see Eleven. She's still pissed at Hopper because Hopper lied to her. Friends don't lie. Yeah, exactly. And we get the uh, we get that juxtaposed with when she first connects with Hopper, when she shows herself to Hopper after he drops off another package of egos. 
And then he brings her to a home. This uh-huh. is your home now. And that yeah. really affects her. They clean it up together. You see her sitting on her bed, her own bed. And you see that smile. Mm, she has a place in a world here. Yeah, you don't dug on Superman's cape. And you don't mess around with Jim. The song that they're playing. He puts it on the record. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're learning Morse code. They're setting up the tripwire. Mm-hmm. They're Showing they're her laying wire. down the don't be stupid rules. Yeah. <laughs> don't be don't be stupid rule number three. Don't go out alone, especially mm-hmm. not in the daylight. Mm-hmm. And we're traveling back and forth through time, and we're seeing that further in time, she is traveling out alone in the daylight. Well, she's fed up. You know, he's said for the past year, soon, soon you'll be able to see your mm-hmm. friends. Soon they're going to come around. Soon it'll be safe enough. But it still isn't safe enough. It wasn't on day 20. It wasn't on day 50. And it's not on day 365. Yeah, and he can't promise that it'll be on 500, 600. 700 Mm -hmm. and she's fed up so she's like that's it i'm going and i'm finding mike and so she goes so she goes oh but that that scene you know after she leaves she walks up on that mother and child on the swings and she Mm -hmm. has that that flashback when hopper is reading to her in the cabin and of green gables how'd you know that was anna green gables i looked it up Oh, well done, babe. I I love that story. It's such a sweet story. And then she asks if she had a mother, and he said yes, but she's gone. And it's just like just another hit to her Mm -hmm. that she is alone in this world. And another conviction to her in present time that she needs to go find Mike because Mike is her person. Yeah. Mike is the one who has understood her from the beginning, Mm -hmm. and that's where she needs to go now. She does almost... She almost going to do the the telecommunication sideways thing and it's not enough for her anymore. No, so you see enough. her throw away the blindfold and she's going to go find him. Where is school? So <laughs> Where is speaking school? of let, let's go find Mike. So yeah. uh, Dustin <laughs> decides to bring D'Artagnan to school so he can show the party. He can show the boys and Max mm-hmm. and, um, well, first he goes to the library, yeah, steals the library books. books. <laughs> Tries the uh, Curiosity Voyage uh, card again. Doesn't work on the librarian. Does not work on the librarian. She ain't having none of that. Yeah, but she falls for the oldest trick in the book, which is look over there. Whoa, what's that? <laughs> and then he leaves with the book. Stealing. Stealing. Well, you know, is it really not stealing? Not to give away. Our tax dollars paid for all those books in there. <laughs> and even though... Even though his mom might have voted for Walter Mondale, certainly still supported. Well, no, Mondale was supported higher taxes. So if anything, it, I, <laughs> where, is, where are we going with this? I, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get into. You're it. just waiting for me to interrupt you and go on with the story. Listen, okay, I don't want to get into the that. 1984 <laughs> presidential election. But just saying, at the beginning of this scene. Uh, Dustin's mom is about seven days away from voting for Walter Mondale in 1984 presidential election. So anyways, at lunch, they go to the AV club and he shows um, the boys and Max, the creature makes them all hold it. It's slimy and gross. It's a living booger. But then Will hears it make the noise and he knows it's from the upside down. Uh So he pulls Mike aside and he tells him and, you know, by that point they're separated and Dustin after school is over is going to Mr. Clark to tell all about this and mike runs into the room no <laughs> mike is mike is still the leader of the party oh, even 100%. if there's fracture because he's like we gotta go 
no, we've got to go. No, just like the amount of like, and you know, this is like how little, like middle schoolers acted. So Mm -hmm. Mr. Clark, he's a little surprised, but he's like, well, the kids are kids. Yeah. My (laughs) life was about to be changed, but (laughs) I got another uh, date at home. Mm -hmm. I got to get to. Mm -hmm. So, so that he, um, you know, Mike pulls them all into an emergency meeting. They lock Max outside the door. Mm-hmm. She's pissed, of course. She wants to know what's going on. And, you know, she's kind of started asking questions what? like earlier. Why do they lock her out? I don't get Because she doesn't know about the upside down. Oh, okay, They can't yeah. talk about that with okay. her. And But she had, you know, she was kind of starting to ask questions earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. She's asking about Will, why they call him zombie boy. And, yeah. you know, Lucas tries to tell her as much as she can without as he can without actually telling her what's going on. And, um, you know, she's trying to break in the room cause she's pissed about being locked out. And as soon as she opens it, it's after they've, well, they've opened the trap and discovered yeah. that dart is morphing into a demogorgon. Yeah. Well, he's growing legs. All the chaos <laughs> happens at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Dustin, madness. Yeah, Dustin is very much on, on the side of, of Dart and wants Dart to live no matter what. Mike's Mike trying wants to kill, to kill it. it pretty much no matter what. This is this is kind of a, it become a little uh, flashpoint of their ongoing differences anyway. And the creatures is trying to survive, so it darts off right when Max opens the door. Yeah, so all that chaos just lets it break free. Um, and meanwhile, Will is like terrified, terrified because he's hearing the hearing the sound. But Miles' favorite character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they all split up to find it. Now, should they have split up? Because Dustin, no. Dustin said multiple times in season one, we shouldn't split up. No, but they they are kind of fracturing a little bit yeah, through this because you know Mike's going through his stuff, missing eleven mm-hmm. and getting mad, feeling like they're you know that Max is intruding, whereas Lucas and Dustin want Max to be in the group. Then Dustin has this creature that's his new beloved pet. Mm-hmm. Nobody else wants it, and meanwhile, Will's in his own world because he's flying in and out of the upside down. Yeah, and he's coughed up a worm recently. Not told any. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> Will does is the one to find it in the mm-hmm. bathroom. He says, it's okay. I'm not going to hurt you. But it shrieks at him in a way that says, but I am going to hurt you, little Will. Little Will. Little Will. <laughs> and it launches Will into another episode. He goes down the hall. Uh, Dustin arrives in the bathroom. Of course, Will's gone by Will's that not point. Th- yeah, Will's not there. Dustin puts it in under its hat. Now we have active lying between the party. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. This is where they really, they, they haven't really lied to each other before. This is growing apart. This is middle school. Yeah. We're, we're kind of, sure, most people, yeah. most middle schoolers don't have this type of story, <laughs> but this is a classic friend yeah. group going through it. Testing girls, the boundaries of your friendship. Yep. Yeah. Girls and, and differing interests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Will... Is going out and now he's flashed into the upside down. He's going down the hallway and he's reliving a part of the earlier episode in which Bob relays the story of the clown, Mr. Baldo. <laughs> Mr. Um, Baldo. Which is a great piece of advice that Bob gives to Will for a for, normal person. For a reoccurring dream. <laughs> <laughs> However, it is the wrong advice. For an actual thing chasing you in an (laughs) alternate dimension that is also kind of in your mind, which, to Bob's defense, he couldn't have known that. 
Yeah, Bob's just like, you know, what do you, you confront your fears? Yeah, you, Leave me alone. Go away. Yeah, and we we actually are hearing Bob's speech back in Will's head as he as he runs away. And Bob's speech says, I stopped running. So Will stops running. And I shouted at the thing, go away. And Will starts shouting at the thing, go away. And I mean, I love... Not effectively. Not effectively. <laughs> and the thing comes up at him. It's slow moving, so it couldn't have caught him. But Will has decided to stop. Now, first of all, Will. I'm, di- I'm talking directly to Will now. <laughs> Will, the advice was for a dream. You know this is not a dream. The kids know it's not a dream. The kids, they all figure it out immediately because they're like, well, maybe Will has true sight now. He's not, he's not getting flashbacks. He's, he's seeing the real upside down. Remember the thing you coughed up? What you are doing is advice for a dream and you've applied that to real life despite all evidence to the contrary. This is on you, Will. You coughed up a worm. You have experienced, you know these things are real. Why are you implementing the reoccurring dream advice? So Will is not Miles' favorite character in this season. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh, but it is such good storytelling. Yeah. It is so good. I love, you know, for, maybe it's just the fact that it's Sean Astin's voice, you know, I mean. His sweet, kind voice. Yeah, the voice of Samwise Gamgee is in our ears talking to us it feels good it's soothing he's saying you know go away face your fears meanwhile the lost smoke monster yeah. is infiltrating <laughs> yes. every orifice of will's body <laughs> nice lost reference that's babe right. that's right i really liked so and then it goes inside of him and it then then it, and, and, he, and bob and says and like that snap it's gone and then on the snap is the credits what a way to end the episode. Damn. Oh, that was certainly like super creepy. Definitely left you hanging. Yeah. Easy Thank peasy. God, Snap. we were able to just instantly watch the next yeah. episode when this came out because that was a cliffhanger for sure. Yeah, I feel like because you could just watch the next episodes over and over again, that dilutes some of the brilliant ending of the episode, though That's there was true. no time. Because when he says easy peasy, snap, and you realize that his advice has led exactly to the wrong thing. The absolute yeah. worst in thing a, that can a, happen. In a way that isn't like force. Like, we don't think Bob is evil because of this. You know, yeah. we're not like, oh, man, he, he was working for the upside down. And, you it's know, great storytelling. And leading up to this, too, you have, like, everybody's in a rush to save somebody. Yeah. Like, Joyce, when she she sees the picture, she makes a comparison, and mm-hmm. she realizes Will is in an AV club. Mm-hmm. She's burning out of her driveway. Right into the camera guys, by the way. They're, <laughs> they're getting some dirt there. Anyway. <laughs> and then Hopper, he gets the call in when he's with Dr. Owens about um, a Russian girl that's been spotted. Oh, yeah. Because he hears about Eleven. And so he's burning rubber, and, you know, oh. Owens is left sitting there like, what's he getting off to? Mm -hmm. And then he's suspicious. So you have like all of that suspense coming. And then it ends with Will's body being just filled with the smoke monster. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is that's. We are in action as the chapter closes. Mm-hmm. All, all of our characters. And we characters. didn't even touch on Eleven's jealousy when she oh, yeah. finally started, uh, you know, as they're looking for the mini Demogorgon mm-hmm. and she's looking for Mike and she sees Mike with Max and she's thinking that Mike doesn't like her anymore. He's found a new girl and, you know, uses her powers to... Yeah. 
knock Max off her skateboard. Meanwhile, it's the opposite, right? Max yeah. is saying, "Why do you hate me?" And and Mike is saying, "I don't hate you. I I don't even know you, and we don't we don't need you. Ma- no, you know, we, we got need our, Elle. Yeah, we got all of our all of our people in the party. Yeah. And Max says she wants to be a zoomer. She says, "No such thing as a zoomer." And when when Eleven looks in on Mike and sees him for the first time in three hundred days or whatever, we hear the kids theme. Um, pretty nice. She trips yeah. trips with the skateboard. It's a magnet. She says it felt like a magnet, and Mike knows what that means. He knows. Eleven's here. It's just another like hint to her being there. But they, of course, get interrupted when he's. You know, Mike's the only one who cares about where Will went. By the way, yeah. When they get called to the bathroom and Dustin is hiding the mini yeah. demogorgon under his hat, and he's like, "Where's Will?" Yeah. And then, of course, we shoot to Will being, you know filled with smoke monster yeah. dustin is focused on the on dart lucas is focused on max mike is kind of being pulled to 11 they max is all, focused on mike yeah Mike's will will is focused on implementing the advice about a dream in real life <laughs> because he is stupid all the wrong things <laughs> all they're doing all the wrong things this is where we're seeing they're doing all the wrong scene things you see that scene with 11 mike you know looking for the demogorgon 11 looking for mike and they're always making the wrong turns Mm -hmm. and when 11 leaves because she thinks that mike doesn't like her anymore it's right at the wrong moment because it's right she leaves right before mike looks up it's just like you have this feeling of everybody doing the wrong thing i love it (laughs) you would no i do i think it just what i like about the story is that everyone's doing the wrong thing but it's not, they're not doing not the classic, yeah, yeah. Unre- unrealistic wrong because thing. they're that's trying right. to do the right mm-hmm. thing. And I think that that's clear. You know, they're getting a bunch of information. Dustin's figuring out what this thing yeah. is, he's bringing it to his friends. He's not hiding it purely from the beginning. It's their natural fractures. Yeah. Girls and different interests. It happens. It happens. All right. Every episode will end with a feeler moment from Kathleen and a music moment. From Miles. Kathleen, hit us with your feeler moment for chapter three. Gosh, this one's got to be for Steve. I feel so bad. We've all started to grow to love Steve by this point. And when Nancy, when he tells Nancy to prove it, tell me that you love me and she can't do it. I mean... He's he's already he's losing his place at this school, which he's not really caring about anymore because all he cares about is Nancy. Um, but he's like no longer, you know, he no longer does he have all of his friends. Billy's taking his place there. But then the girl that he has devoted, you know, his high school life to tells him that she doesn't love him or basically won't tell him that she does love him because she doesn't. Yeah. It, just, it was a really sad moment for Steve. He really plays it in a you know, heartbroken, but trying to understand way, you know, and and that's hard to do, hard to do. All right. So let's go into our music moment of the episode. Miles hit us with it. Music moment. So last episode, we talked about the Ghostbusters song and it going from a non-diegetic sound, meaning the characters are not hearing it. It's being played over the visuals to a diegetic sound where the character's can hear or in this case actively singing it that was in chapter two and they're you know they're singing the ghostbuster song as they ride their bikes into the school well in chapter three we get an even more prominent and cool example of going from non-diegetic sound to diegetic sound it's when bob is driving will to school and telling him the story of baldo the clown so 
when Bob Bald. starts the story, you know, did I ever tell you about Baldo the Clown? We've just got this country song on the AM radio. You know, mm-hmm. there's a whistle yeah. on the river, you know. And <laughs> as Bob goes through the story, he starts telling it, and the, the AM radio, that song kind of fades. Yeah. That's what the characters are hearing. And we start hearing, the non-diegetic audience, we start hearing this suspenseful, I don't know if it's a song exactly. It's more like a tension building, like strings and some yeah. ambient sounds. Very, very what's he building in there by Tom oh, Waits. Tom Waits, he's there's so, so weird. There's like some tuning horns <laughs> and a low cello Super or something. Creepy. And as Bob gets to the end and he's like, and I asked, I looked at Mr. Baldo in his stupid face. And I said, go away, go away. And the strings start to build na, 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 to this yeah. tension building pitch. Mm-hmm. And Bob says, just like that. He was gone. And we get this little whoosh. Was that when he snaps his finger? No, it's just like that, and he was gone. And we get this little whoosh, and we're back to the country song and the real music that the characters are hearing. And his stupid face, and I said, go away. Go away! Just like that, he was gone. Never saw him again. Easy peasy, right? Easy peasy, right? Just like that. And then that's when he does the snap. Now, here's the deep cut of what I was doing. I was listening to this. I was trying to find what song is it? What song is it playing on the AM radio? And I searched around all over the place. I tried to use the SoundHound app. Of course, it's 1968 Mercy Brothers song, Whistle on the River, which is on the Stranger Things soundtrack. So, don't so know. you searched everywhere, but didn't even <laughs> think of the, checking. It's on the, the Stranger Things soundtrack. Now I want to I want to show you something here. The oh, lyrics, the lyrics to this song. One moment. Oh, oh, oh! He's going to grab his guitar. Oh, here we go, folks. All right, what do you have in store for us here? I want you to listen to the chorus of this song. Okay. Okay. There's a whistle on the river and it's calling with a tune Ooh. that's buried deep inside of me and I'll be leaving soon. Ooh. And that, oh. that's, the, that's the song that Bob is listening oh. to. That's buried deep inside of me so- and I'll be leaving soon. Ooh. Interesting. Oh, dang. That's good. How did they even find... How did they find that song that fits so I'm assuming, perfectly I'm with this? I think it's like someone's job, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's someone that just has like the mind catalog of <laughs> like millions of songs that was like, ooh, there's this one song that has these lyrics hey, that are just perfect for got, this part. They got that Netflix money. That's someone's job. <laughs> Dang, that's good. All right, what's your qu- final question for the episode? Ooh, so my question is... So let's go back to Eleven and Hopper. Who is right in this situation? Is Mm. Hopper right that Eleven should remain at the cabin? Or is Eleven right that she should be able to get out and see Mike? I think that they're both wrong. I think that it's not a great situation. (laughs) That he is harboring a fugitive. And there's no right answer. Neither one of the things can happen. Eleven cannot stay there forever. And Eleven cannot be going through town. They're in an absolute holding pattern with Mm. no correct solution, Um, which is why it was inevitable that something was going to go wrong. That's what I think. I think Hopper Hopper is is in a state of indecision about this. He doesn't know where where this is going to end. 
Um, and I think that's his yeah. mistake. I think that. Well, so I don't so know I guess, if that it's much of a mistake though either. I, though I mean, what I think what it's else like what he, you said. It's a yeah. tough situation. What do yeah. you? What can you do in the situation? He, he's doing what he thinks it's right. Is his responsibility to keep her safe? Yeah, he accepts the imperfect situation, but the fact that he has no end goal means that eleven that is, is more. Eleven yeah. is more right uh, to leave, and she can't just stay in there forever for the rest of all time. But. By leaving, she subjects herself to. I mean, she revealed herself, and they got a call. The the that mother called the police station, and boom! Now this Russian girl is coming back into play. Yeah, but that was the you know the the match that needed to be let, so that you know sometimes a forest has got to burn down, so we burn build something up better. You know, right. so I, I I don't know. That was kind of a cheating answer, I guess. (laughs) Cheater! All right, well, we'll be back for Chapter 4. My name is Miles. My name's Kathleen. All right, thank you, and good night.